Meeting Tom Cruise is a production of the Dan Patrick Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Woo! <laughs> really happy to be here. Okay, you complete me, okay? You complete me. <laughs> <laughs> this is so fun. This is bizarre. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> it's an honor and a privilege to be here, fellas. Cheers. Tom Cruise is the greatest movie star of all time. He's the first actor to have six consecutive $100 million grossing films. He's shrouded in mystery and yet to many is one of the nicest and hardest working people. We love Tom Cruise. We are inspired by Tom Cruise. And while we work in Hollywood, we've never actually met Tom Cruise. So we're going to talk to some people who have. We'll hear some great stories, and maybe, just maybe, one of them one day will lead us to the man himself so that we can have stories of our own. Our own stories of meeting Tom Cruise. Guess who's back, back again? Jeff and Joel are back. Tell a friend. Welcome back, guys, gals, and everything in between to the podcast that makes all other podcasts feel inferior. We're the new kids on the block. We've got the right stuff. We are meeting Tom Cruise. Hey, everybody. My name is Jeff Meacham. I'm your host with a beaming smile and intense eye contact. Here with me is my co-host, who oddly still looks like a 14-year-old Franciscan seminary student. He's Mr. Joel Johnstone. <laughs> Jeff, I think you did some prep work today. I think you, it's almost like you wrote stuff down, did some homework, actually spent some time trying to write an intro today. I like this job. I like this job. <laughs> I do things I like doing, uh, things that I don't like doing, like schoolwork. Look at you. Look at you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Also with us is our producer, Alec Lev, who consistently looks like a high school math substitute teacher that takes <laughs> his job way too seriously. Alec, you good? Uh, 3.14159265. I'm sorry. Did you ask me about pi? Okay, oh, my. Did I ask you? Sorry. What? This is a dead serious question. What is pi? Not going to do that now. No, no, no. Tell, like, just give me one word. Jeff, what, what, what is it? Jeff, it, Jeff, we will have one subscriber by the end of this session. <laughs> but I don't know. What is 3.14? I know what that is, but what is The circumference of a circle is the diameter times pi. Really? No, that's just, that's just my little joke about pi. Oh, God. Jesus I didn't know Christ. that. I had no idea. I had no idea. All right, guys, guys, guys. I was thinking about Tom Cruise this week. I was. Okay. I was thinking about because Joel... Joel, do you remember when you got me that as like a fun prank gift? You you got me a VHS tape of Top Gun. Didn't even I have sure the did. cover. Yeah, I got right. that at our our local community park. <laughs> what they, you... they, they have they have those like leave a book, take a book, and for whatever reason, somebody just left an unjacketed copy of Top Gun, just the VHS tape. There's no jacket. There like, was no jacket in the. In the leave a book, take a book box, that's what they left. <laughs> and Joel like next was like, week, next week they leave, they leave like a half eaten ice cream cone. <laughs> and Joel's like, I'm getting that for Jeff. Um, so it made me think when I saw I saw it recently. I drove it, I drove it immediately over to Jeff's house. I didn't even I didn't even stop it. I dropped my wife and kid home. I was like, go home, go home. I gotta get this to Jeff. <laughs> yes, you did. Um so when you brought that to me, I, I just saw it recently because it's still in my drawer that's filled with like all my screeners. And it made me think about um, it made me think about getting VHS tapes back in the day when we go to the the, uh, the, the local rental store. Let's have a moment about that. Well, so we all had Blockbuster. But but what was your I mean, Alec, you grew up in New York City. Joel, you grew up somewhere in America. And I was down in Sarasota, <laughs> Florida. What uh, what was your local place called? Do you remember that one weird or 
you you were like, oh, I'm too cool for Blockbuster, so you went there. I'll, I'll give you my two, and then you guys can tell me what you're thinking about it. I had this place. When I go to visit my dad, it was called Eastern Video. It was about a 20-minute bike ride from my dad's house, and they had a deal there that was five movies for $5 for five days, and I spent Ooh. my whole summer, right? It's a good deal. You could no new releases though. You couldn't take a new release, so it was a lot of Stallone and a lot of Schwarzenegger and a, a like a lot of a lot a lot of uh, Bruce Willis films. And then you in, wore out all the Rambo's. Oh my God, so much. And then in Sarasota, I don't remember the name of the place, but they had this thing where when you were t- to check out the movie, there was a hook with little like um, little plastic numbers on it, and you would take the plastic number and bring it to the front, and then they would go in the back and get the copy of the movie for you. I, I, I remember that. And the woman that worked the front desk was like British or something. She would call you love. That's all I remember. So those were my two places. Joel, do you remember your place? It was Blockbuster. It was definitely Blockbuster. And here's a fun little tidbit. (laughs) (laughs) Once I was of age and I could rent certain movies, I, uh, I did. And I remember one day, here's the thing that I didn't like about Blockbuster is... They only had one phone number to call. It's not like I had my phone number. So if it was late and you rented something that you didn't want your parents to find out about, well, <laughs> you see where this is going. One day I get home to school. And my they called your parents for Schindler's Fist? One day, I get home, one day I get home, my dad's like, hey, Joel, Blockbuster called. Club Wildside is a week late. <laughs> I still remember the name of it. Club Wildside. Wait a minute. Was it the, wasn't Blockbuster owned by the Mormons or something like that? Where they, they had porn in Blockbuster? They, they, they had, they had like this, they had like the Skinamax variety. Uh, right. Adult, right. Softcore. Adult. Softcore. Adult entertainment. I am going crazy over here because I can't remember the name of the video store, but I worked there. It was my first job. Oh. I worked at a video store. I would bicycle deliver VHS tapes to people in the in the area who would want them delivered there. And there was a lot of porn in this store. Sure. Well, well, this is New York City. This is New York City. Yeah, I'm talking about Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Like, like the best porn I could get was like the, you know, like the Sports Illustrated swimsuit yeah. photo shoot. You know, sure, like that, was, that was they're sending a 16 year old out on a bike <laughs> delivering porn. In, in yeah, but this is New York in the nineties. That Lower was like they were like, yeah, yeah, that is true. I got here's a carton of cigarettes too. Take it, smoke them all. Here's where I got fired from that job. It was snowing. I was bike delivering VHS tapes in the snow on my bike, and I come back from a delivery, and I'm absolutely miserable. And I'm officially off the clock. And a customer, I'm like, I'm covered in snow. I'm de- and a customer comes up to me and says, I'm sorry, can you help me? And I said, No. <laughs> and that pretty much was the end of it. Joel, we have to have Alex sometime to like, we need to make this a thing on the pod where he tells us stories about growing up in the eighties in New York city. Cause I oh, promise you our lives are nothing like his. <laughs> he and his friends would run up the middle of first Ave Cause that's the way that they could get away from the bullies was just run in oncoming traffic. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God. New York sounded awful. Alec, you always said- push like their their slow friend Rick behind. They're like, take take Rick, <laughs> take Ricky. <laughs> but Alec also said to me one time. I said, "Hey, uh, was New York in the eighties as bad as it sounds?" And he just goes, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's not how Milwaukee was. No, Sarasota, Florida, not so much. <laughs> Dude, Alec is thug. He's from Stytown. Like, that shit's for real. Oh, no shit. You grew up in Stytown? I did, but why is that thug? I don't know. <laughs> Stuyvesant Town was me, 
uh, 80 year olds with rent control since World War II and squirrels. <laughs> and this will always come back, though. The reason why I bring this up is because it always comes back to my Uncle Ray, who would take the VHS tapes and do. Remember when you could line up two. Uh, VHS recorders next to each other and dub them and you would like take the piece of tape and put them over the thing. That's what he did. He didn't buy them. He dubbed them and then put, did, like remember you could do like cool drawings. You take that you take that long uh, white piece of sticky thing and put it on and write you know. A sticker? Is that the word you're looking for? <laughs> I couldn't think of the word sticker. <laughs> do you mean one side is matte and the other side is adhesive Jeff? Yeah that's yeah. a sticker. That's yeah, a sticker I Jeff. That's a sticker. And thank you for listening. Oh, this question of the week is going to be uh, a fun one. Alec, hit us. What are we doing? What are we doing? Did you just reveal that you know the question of the week before I ask I know it? the question of the week, but let's just be honest. Joel doesn't know the question of yeah. the week. What are we doing? And I haven't thought about it because I just wanted to be three minds, just like like three little virgin minds. Just... Yeah, that, that's why you haven't thought about it. <laughs> no, Yeah, nobody needs an explanation of why you haven't thought about something. Also, because just... thinking isn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> the question of the week is, what is going to be the plot of Tom Cruise's SpaceX movie. Oh, I know. So we we know this is what we know. We know he's supposed to go to space, right? Wait, so I know how the- it starts. His father dies. Go. Ah, <laughs> good one. <laughs> All right. So his dad. Well, now here's the thing. In yeah. Ad Astra, there was a daddy thing in that one already. So I'm That's wondering right. he's got to That's avoid right. that. Nah, nah. But there's got to be a dead dad somewhere. No, but in his here. dad wasn't dead in that one. He thinks in, in he was contact, dead. This in one, contact, dad, there's a dead dad. There's a dead dad oh, in yeah. contact. And that's where she goes. Christ, we're not yeah. getting anywhere on this. The movie hasn't even started yet. Nope. Nope. I think it starts off. Dead dad. He's watching. He's watching. Um, his father is is on a space mission. He and the family are are gathered around the the table watching on TV. Boom. Blows up. Dad blows up. Star Wars is in outer space, and his dad dies. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert spoiler alert his dad is uh I'm not, i don't want to tell I can't, I can't give it away his dad's vader his dad is actually alive his dad is actually alive but you don't discover that until the third one so but and, and he dies in the and no, so second one second one no return of the jedi is where he dies right but you said he find discovers and we all know he discovers in empire which is the, really the fifth one we're doing well guys i I've started off. This is this is the way improv works, right? I say something that's helpful to the to the story, and then you guys talk about Star Wars, and then I say no, and then I just say no, you're wrong. <laughs> when I was in college, we were working on improv, but it wasn't like an actual improv class. It was just the, our acting teacher was like, "Let's let's improv this." That was she was like a ninety year old woman, and I kid you not, I still remember the girl I was doing with. We were supposed to be improving a scene from Chekhov, and I said. <laughs> I said something like complete, just like softball. I was like, listen, we've been married for five years and now I think I want to leave you. And she just goes, you're not my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Sabrina. Thanks so much. Good start. Here we go. Let's make this she work. She was obviously taught the first rule of improv. Yes, and. No, but. She's she's a more of a yeah, no, no but. but. No, but. Okay, so dad dies. And where is he, Alec? Is he, was he in, like, was he on? He's at home in Arizona. <laughs> no. I mean, where was the dead dad? He was in, was he in, like, Mars? Or was he just on, he was in the space shuttle and the space shuttle blew up? I think that it had just taken off. He's a couple, couple oh. seconds in. Oh, Challenger-esque. Yes, it's very sad. Oh, oh, like okay. like his his dad tried to 
be the first one to go to ISS and failed. Oh, there you go. Oh, oh but he's a little right. boy. So then we do the fade to black 20 years later. Okay, okay here, we uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, here we okay. Go. And by the way, if we actually tap on what the storyline is, we have no idea, so you can't sue us. So so we know that something has to be wrong in space, and Cruz needs to go fix it, right? Because we need to have the, he can't go, like, we need to have it where he doesn't want to go, but he's the only person that can do it. Sure. Right? We sure. need that. Sure. Well, sure. yeah. Yeah, of course. He's not going to go up there because his father blew up. Right. Why would you? Well, you wouldn't want to take that last step. Right. So That's maybe a, maybe he's got that maybe he's got that Armageddon thing where he's just like the best, you know, let's get some drill rig guys to go save the planet because that always works. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. It does. Yeah. It does. We just need Bruce Willis. And yeah. uh, my favorite line from that movie is, oh, and the guys don't ever want to pay taxes ever. <laughs> Remember that when they're making the deals on like what they'll do if they go to space. Guys, I've uh, I've tried to write a couple of things with Jeff. We haven't uh, ever completed them, why? and I I think that why you would you do that to yourself? Are experiencing now why we don't finish? <laughs> why them. would you try that? It was, it was a mistake. Okay, so I got it. I got it. Yeah. Okay. So like how in sunshine the sun is going to expire. No, here. It's the moon has cracked in half. Yes. And and because yeah, of that, sure. it has sent the planet into a tailspin of, you know, yeah. things are off and oceans are now, you know, 200 feet high. So they need to seal the moon back together. Yeah. <laughs> and Cruz is a plumber. <laughs> yeah. He's, He's a an moon expert plumber. No, just a regular plumber. But his father was an astronaut. Right. And so they figure... This guy's the best plumber we could. We need the best plumber we could get. It's called The Plumber. This is going to be a big movie, guys. How about how, Space Plumber? If you add space, space to any title, space it's better. Plumber. The Space Plumber. <laughs> space Plumber coming this fall. Good. Well, yep. what if yep. he's got some DNA that only his father... You know how they did that in... in uh, what was it called? GoldenEye or iGold or... Gold Rush, the one with Shia, the one with Shia LaBeouf, where I Gold, yes, yes, that's the that's the best Bond movie, I Gold. There you go, Jeff. I Gold. Pierce Brosnan is so good in I Gold. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> who's that bad guy? I Gold. <laughs> um, remember in the the Shia LaBeouf movie with Michelle Monaghan, Moynihan? I never get it right. No, you don't. Yes, well, you better when we get her on the show. The, the one where it turns out <laughs> that he's a twin, and only they needed like his same DNA, just like an avatar. So, like, what if it's something like that? Like he's got okay. his dad's. Okay. This is good. Only his dad's thing can get him to the moon. We're getting this there. Is good. Joel. This is good. I love it, but all of that is wrong. What it is is uh -huh. there, there's too much there's too much trash in outer space. We all know sure. this, Ooh. right? Space yeah. debris, yeah. right? Too there's much space debris. satellite what are, debris. Yeah. Space trash, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are we going to do about that? Because 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 that that's and a, he's a garbage man. He's the garbage. The garbage man. He's the space garbage man. He's the space garbage man, and he goes up to ISS. But you know what happens? What? There's a monster in the house. <laughs> He goes oh. up there. He goes up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some sort of um, garbage snake, monster, snake like, like the um, guy from Star Wars, like, like the Star Wars, like Star like Wars, the Star Wars. Guy. Yeah, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to be original. So Joe doesn't um, like our ideas. You know, no, it's got a frog face. Okay, it's got a frog face, <laughs> but oh, the body okay. of an armadillo. Okay, so you see, like, yeah. it's a frogadillo. I understand. It's a frogadillo. It's a frogadillo inside the International Space Station, right? Armadillo, frogadillo, body armor, can't, impenetrable. Nobody, nobody can do anything with this. But what he does is it's a bit of a horror. Film. He uses he uses his special skill set. Okay, as a plumber. No, he used to be a garbage man. Garbage man. Tom Cruise used to be a garbage man in Seattle. Plumber sure. was our old idea, not <laughs> the same one. <laughs> that was the first draft. I'm sorry. He was a he was a garbage man in Seattle. Okay. 
guys, this movie's going to win an Oscar. Don't knock it. Okay. He was a garbage man in Seattle. Okay? Sure. And we've already thrown out Arizona. My ideas are not making the final cut. I did like Arizona. Let's split the difference, Colorado. Yeah. But he was actually like a savant garbage man. Like Goodwill Hunting. Like Goodwill Hunting. Okay. Like 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 by day he was just a garbage man, but by night he saw all, the, all these like math numbers and everything, right? <laughs> oh, I like it. A beautiful mind. So he goes up there and he realizes that there's some sort of symmetry. With all of the garbage floating around there in space, and he uses his unparalleled mathematical genius Jesus. to harness Jesus. all of this garbage together, and that is the only thing that can break the outer shell of this frogadillo's body. This is so bad. <laughs> uh, what is the big stunt? Bad? No, but Alec is asking the the, the, the exact <laughs> right question here. Because Tom what? Cruise, the stunt isn't just going to be flying up in the rocket ship, because Tom Cruise clearly can do that in his sleep. So what what's the additional dipsy doodle that's going to take a hundred takes. Well, how about this? We know that from the movies we've watched and from the slight science that we all know that if you don't do it, Jeff. jump, don't if do you it, jump Jeff. in outer space and they don't catch you, you could just keep going. You just float away. So what if Tom Cruise without any wires or anything holding him has to jump from one thing to another and he does that for he's, real? He's going to free ball it. He's going to free ball yeah. it in space. Yeah. 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 He's free balling in space. He's going to like. No, not, sure, not sure that's what it's called. But it's all right. right. But, but we think that's what it's called and no one's <laughs> right. going to argue with us because they're not here. What do you guys think? I feel like that's the right thing. He's going to jump from one thing to another. And yeah. that is a complete like. Yeah. If, if he goes, he, he's gone. And then the cameraman's got to do it, too. Okay, so that's a good one. That's a good reason for him. What part of it was good? No, the death-defying stunt. My Frogadillo oh. story was amazing. Okay, so... Well, no, but with... Ser if we... If we take, if we find an actual more serious reason, but that would be cool if there's a giant glob of space trash of some kind, and then we find out there's an actual monster living inside, that's kind of cool. Our executive producer wants to weigh in, which is a, a shaky proposition, mostly because there's usually a lawnmower outside of his room. But go, go ahead, Doug. What do you got? Are we going to let Doug talk? This has only happened a handful. This is amazing. Oh, this is a big deal. Doug, you have you have 10 seconds to chime in. Why can't he use the space trash to plug the crack in the moon? I'm sorry. I, I think we left the moon crack a while ago. I think that one is no longer. Well, then, no, because then the moon, Doug. Jeff. Yes. And oh, I'm sorry. God damn it! We're, you know, you know that we're not actually writing the script of this movie. You don't know if that's true. Yeah, I like no, good... that could work. That could work. But I still like there. I still like a, a good monster story. I'm with Doug. Still got to be a. I like a good monster. Monster in the. There's the title. Monster in the moon. Monster in the monster moon. Monster in the moon. Monster in the moon. Tom Cruise in Monster in the Moon, directed by Doug Lyman. Also. This should be very meta, and Tom. It should be about Tom Cruise going to space. Ooh, and Doug, I'm so sorry. Your time is up. <laughs> um, thank you for talking. If you could just mute. Um, Bye. It is going to be directed by Doug Lyman. We can all agree that probably the most underrated and arguably best performance of Cruise is in Edge of Tomorrow. American Made. Uh, oh, he did direct American Made as well. That's right. He directed so two of our favorite performances by Tom Cruise. Monster in the Moon. Monster okay. in the Moon, starring Tom Cruise, directed by Doug Lyman, coming out 2023. All right, Jeff, have we answered your stupid questions? Uh, I guess so. I just, um, yeah, no, I mean, we definitely came up with the greatest movie. So one more time, the movie's called what again? It's Space Trash. Monster in the Monster Moon. Monster in the Moon. They need Tom Cruise because he has special DNA combined with his skills as a garbage man to go into space. The, not, but... 
like the greatest garbage man. Sure, greatest garbage man. Who's to- who? Who's you know begrudgingly does that because by night he's he's a savant. He is he's a garbage he- savant. Oh right right right. I'm sorry. So it's it's DNA plus garbage skills plus math. <laughs> yeah, he's Will Hunting. He's got Will Hunting's symmetrical mind. You know, like 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 the like he sees. I don't know, you know, I, I don't have one of those minds, but he sees the stuff that you got to see in outer space to kind of like... To clean it up, and so he goes into space... No, to, to, to weaponize it, to weaponize it. And does a, and free balls it, <laughs> and free balls to it. To puncture, to puncture... <laughs> Why are you laughing, Jeff? This is my serious. Favorite, my favorite is when Joel couldn't even answer what Will Hunting's intelligence was. He was like, <laughs> I don't have a mind like this, because, you know, he's got that Will Hunting is good at... Stuff. Anyway, he's just <laughs> it's you know, I'm just I'm just the writer. Okay, I'm just writing this thing. I don't think you are. And now commercials. All right, our guest today is Evan Ferrante, and in our opinion, he's the best Tom Cruise impersonator in the world. And here's uh here's a little uh here's a little impersonation from him right now. You know, these fish have manners. This fish has manners. And you know, these fish, I'm gonna start a new fish store and the fish are coming with me. So if anybody else wants to come with me, now would be the moment of something real and fun and inspiring in this godforsaken business and we will do it together. Oh my God, dude, that is incredible. Evan, welcome to the show. We're so happy that you're here. I'm just warming up right now. <laughs> dude, dude, thank you so much for being here, man. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. You know what, Jeff? You've never seen me very upset, okay? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> it's an honor and a privilege to be here. You know what? See this coat I'm wearing? I don't need any more. You know why? Because I'm cooked and failure. I do slice of bad pizza. In the morning, I grow a conscience. <laughs> Ray, the fucking zoo's closed, Ray. The fucking zoo's closed. Respect! The cock. Tame the cunt. If you were to seduce destroy today for $39.95, she could wet your dock. <laughs> oh Cheers. my god. You know these this new this new deep fake thing online? Yeah, it's yeah. like this is this is it, but he's a human. I can promise he's yeah. real. Well, so I'm I, well, let's bring that up right but before we get to your life and how you found out this all came to be. I've I actually just read in an article you talking about that. What's the name of the actor who's doing the deep fake right now? So the current actor embodying the avatar of Tom Cruise is Miles Fisher. Right. Um, I've done many. I've done many deep fakes. Deep fakes previously to this one, but this one is actually an even more advanced technology that's being used, or more advanced software. It's just the AI learning and getting better and better and better. Right. And that's just what happens with deep fake. It just gets progressively better. Uh, and we should just tell everyone who might not know there is this technology. Not that I even know what that word means. Now that basically lets you just look exactly like someone else and make a video, and they call it deep fake. And uh, and there's uh, one that went super viral about Tom Cruise recently. Oh, and that was not Evan, right? D- deep. When I first heard the word deep fake, I always thought of deep throat. And I don't, but I don't know what deep throat is. What was that? It was some conspiracy or something? Am I going off the? Well, deep throat was two things. Deep throat was. You the... don't know what deep throat was, Jeff? I, I I assume it had something to do a with porn and then b something to do with a conspiracy. Oh, you know what? He's not wrong, Joel. 
He's actually not wrong. But I don't. But I can't tell you any more than that. And I'm dead serious. I don't know anything more than what that. What century was it from? Was it from this century? <laughs> no, no. It was from a long time ago because I remember hearing about it when I was, you know. Like, was it from, like, Abraham Lincoln a long time ago? God, you're the worst. It was in the 70s or 80s. There you go. Okay, okay. All right. I know things. I just don't listen. Was there one of the most famous movies of all time starring Robert Redford and Dustin Hoffman about it? All the President's Men. Is that true? Well, hold on. You skipped ahead. There's Deep Throat. The movie, which, yes, was porn and a very famous... Wait, wait, wait. Deep Throat has something to do with Watergate? Yes. Oh, my God. How long is this podcast going to be? But is that true? (laughs) I didn't know that at all. You're telling me a porn name has something to do with Watergate? Not that I have any clue what Watergate is about. Going to say, can you tell me anything else about Watergate? Tapes. Something about tapes. Yes, there were tapes. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. This is a three-hour episode, people. Not about Tom Cruise. As it turns out, surprise! And just answer me these questions. Is yes. it a porn? Yes, there was a yes, there was a pornographic film called Deep Throat. That's how it started. Yes, and that has something to do with Watergate. Do we need to be full? Do we wait? Do we need to um? Fu- do we need to do a full disclosure here? Evan is actually not here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Evan's not waiting. Evan's not waiting. So it's okay. Right, right. Okay, we're gonna take him deep, deep behind the scenes of podcasting here. So here's what happened. We already recorded our interview with Evan, and then at the beginning of that, we were talking a lot about this deep fake stuff, and we, listening back to it later, realized that we hadn't really explained what it was. So uh, about a week after that, Jeff, Joel, and I sat down to record our explanation about what deep fakes were. Instead, Jeff just spun out, and we started talking about blowjobs. (laughs) But now someone tell me what... Deep Throat had to do with Richard Nixon. Okay, so there was someone who wound up being Bob Woodward's confidential informant. Let me tell you what Bob Woodward was. White. That guy was white. (laughs) Bob Woodward. And he called himself Deep Throat. The movie had come out rather recently, and he's on deep background. He was giving this information on deep background, right? So he can't give his name. Woodward couldn't give anything about him. His name, his position, his job, anything. Deep background, deep throat. Turns out the man's name was Mark Felt. We found that out decades later. Deep throat movie, deep throat source for Bob Woodward. Can we start the show? Have we started the show or have we canceled the show? What is this show? I don't even, I forgot. What Joel, for me, it's about how in this moment with all this information Alec knew, I just think yeah, about how yeah, much yeah. ass he crushed in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, we got to spin back into the show, my friend. All right. We got to just, we got to walk that yellow brick road back into Tom Cruise land. Pivot Tom. Pivot Tom. All right. So um, we're going to, at this point, all of a sudden what's going to happen is you're going to hear the conversation with Evan already in progress. Um, but the current one that's 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 being done, the reason why it's exploding is because unlike mine, they they put they don't put a disclaimer on it. They're they're actually trying to fool people and mm. deceive people. And I don't know how I feel about that. Same. I kind of have like a little boundary that I don't cross, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Same, same. Because it does look until he starts talking, you're positive it's Tom Cruise, and so that's where I was like, no, 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 he, no, no. He naturally, Miles Fisher naturally, he's the impersonator. He naturally has the hairline, and he kind of looks like him to begin with. I'm an impersonator. I'm an actor. I'm a voiceover match. I don't I don't uh, look like Tom Cruise. Um, however, he doesn't sound like Tom Cruise. He's a little bit no. taller than Tom Cruise. And and actually and the alarms are raised right now. It's really uh you know, I've had a lot of a few days to think about this because I've talked to the deep fake guy who did the the deep fake that you're talking about and he's like I'm just waiting to to let people know, you know, what's going on, who's behind it. I'm just like why are you even waiting? Just you just tell people. I mean, it's already been out. You've done the you've you've shocked and awed people. 
Now just reveal yourself because I think it's a little bit irresponsible to kind of, you know, continue to keep this masquerade up. Maybe this will wake everybody up and, and maybe that's what what's behind this. I'm hoping that that's the intention. It's not just for fame and glory, um, but it's still very unsettling to me. Uh, I've always said in interviews before talking about deep fake that, you know, in the political world, it will be used to manipulate mass, you know, mass deception. And, yeah. um, uh, you know, just, just, just putting words into people's mouths is, is happening now too. And just, just yeah. focusing on the mouth movements and that alone is like, wow, did that really happen? Who knows people? It, and by the time they, they reveal that it's, it is fake, it's too late. There's an art to, to, there's an art to impressionists. Yeah. There's, there's an art and, yeah. um, you know, I don't, I don't think deep fake is there's, it's just a, it's an app or it's a technology. It's a, whatever. It's not. Well, the, the, st the star, the star of it, the st even though Miles Fisher is a talented actor, the star of this is the deep fake software, right, but it's yeah. also the scary element of it. Right. I hear you. Well, okay. So usually in this podcast, we would do a thing where I would say, ah, to quickly tell me about your life yeah. and give me 30 seconds leading right. up to meeting Tom Cruise. But for you, it's different. Sure. When did you give me the origin story of when you discovered this talent? Yeah. It, so it started off, um, the, the origin story of my freakish ability to kind of like mimic, <laughs> mimic Tom Cruise. And I, you know, humble, I, humble. I, I, well, I, well, you know, I've, I've been doing this a long time, so I'm, I'm just like, you know, I, I know that I know my skill set. you know, I know, sure, I know what I'm sure. good at, but the point is back when, back in 1997, Jerry Maguire had just come out a year prior. Um, I was going, I was attending Boston university freshman year and my friend, Alex Merkin, who's a, um, a director today, he, you know, he was a 17 year old kid back then, but he was a film student. Um, we became friends and he does a Jean-Claude Van Damme impression that was pretty damn good. Nice. And, and he said to me, you know, you kind of have, you know, we were drinking one night trying to figure out how to socialize, meet women, you know, and he's like, you sound like Tom Cruise and you have his like natural cadence and his like essence and his aura and, you know, put on these glasses, try these on and just try these lines from Jerry Maguire, you know, help me, help you, help me, help you, just help me, help you, See, you know, <laughs> and, um, and tonight our company, our little project had a very big night, very big, but it wasn't complete. It wasn't oh, the cadence of complete because I couldn't share with you. Just tell me, tell me to sign with Bob Sugar because I'm a little moved by your word is stronger than oak. Thank you. You know the pregnant pauses, <laughs> the timber of your voice. It's it's exact. It's an exact. Man, What's God. so incredible too is you're doing the lines quickly for us just to get <laughs> yeah. through them, and still yeah, yeah. you have it. Yeah. You have the timing in yeah. the speed. Like that's yeah. my blowing. Yeah. All right, keep going. Uh, Sorry, uh, you're it's, in that's true. I am rushing through. But anyway, so so, so he made me learn a few lines. Not, not a no, no gun to my head, but he basically said, we are going to meet women this way. We, we should team up. I'll do a Jean-Claude Van Damme impression. You do Tom Cruise and let's like do an Abbott Costello routine and just like knock on doors and, and see if it, if it, if it's a success. And about 60, 75% of the time it worked. I mean, the doors open and then the rest of the time they were slammed in our face, but that was, you know, fish in a barrel. 60% of the time it works all the time. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, you miss, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So <laughs> I took a lot of shots back then. And by back then it was not, not even an, uh, not even a concept. I didn't even conceive of thinking this could be a career or this could be any livelihood at all. I didn't even know anything about impersonators. I, I knew of Elvis impersonators. Um, sure. But back then I just was, I, I was, I was an actor at the time. I was an actor uh, from childhood leading up to college, but I studied economics, took a big break. I get out of college and I was pursuing producing because I was looking for a more stable career. Boy, was I wrong film producing. But <laughs> then 
YouTube came about in Funnier Die, and they launched, they had just recently launched. YouTube was like maybe two years out, and I decided to put up a video um, of me doing a, a kind of a, a, just a, a bunch of different impressions of Tom Cruise's like iconic, you know, moments. You don't know what it's like to be out here working for you. It's an up at dawn, pride swallowing siege that I can never fully explain to you about. So just help me help you, Rod. Help me help you. Just help me help you. And that video did very well without any push. There was no viral anything back then. It was just it just was, I guess, spread around and, uh, and shared and, um, and got me a lot of attention. And then Funny or Die was shortly after, uh, really in the inception of Funny or Die, right after the Landlord video, Pearl. Um, I put up a video with some friends from high school and a really great director out here called Rich, named Richie Keen, who's now a big, a big Hollywood director, um, called Tom Cruise's a cock block. I just watched all three of them, man. Oh, nice! Yeah, it was a tri- It was a trilogy. Yeah, <laughs> they're amazing. They're amazing. And 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 Richie's a friend of ours. I don't know. I don't oh, know. We, we know. I didn't know that. We know Richie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that was awesome to work with him, and we were just like, "This is a cool idea and a great concept, and let's just see how far we can, how far we can milk it." You know. And I've been and and I. It's funny. I, I use the word milk, but I've been milking my entire career. Every for, <laughs> for fifteen years now, I've been like, "How far can I stretch this thing?" And I've always found ways to make do something interesting and and kind of expand upon the mythology of Cruise. And what makes it great is that, you know, not only is he like the biggest movie star in the world and will, and probably the universe and will, will always be, um, he is such a private individual and I'm, and I'm basically offering the audience a, a, a view into his, a window into his world that you would never have, uh, be privy to. Mm. Um, and that's kind of how I built my entire pre- impression of, around it. I've, I've created these like insane, ludicrous scenarios and I've injected crews into them or, or mundane scenarios are even funnier. Here's your change, sir. Thanks very much. <laughs> this is what I call a target rich environment. <laughs> make this real simple for you. Okay. Latte, grande, lots of foam. So you want a cappuccino? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't mince words. Latte, lots and lots of foam. Look at me, look at me like a, a volcanic eruption of foam. <laughs> Come on, pal. Time's a ticket. <laughs> I love it, man. When yeah. did you? So when did you know that you could make money off of this? Was it after that? The the those yeah, videos went viral, right? Because I wasn't making money on funny doing the funnier die videos. Uh, after they went viral, um, I I noticed or I, I started hearing um, from some of my agency friends who had just joined CAA and William Morris at like the the bottom of the rung. They were just like in the mail room. But they were saying that my videos were being shared around the office, all the different offices. It was almost like the blacklist. And uh, this is before the blacklist, though, I think, or maybe not. I don't know. But it was a long time ago. And um, and I was I was really grateful that this was happening. But I still I still wasn't making any money. Um, So what what the first big paying job or decent job where I was like, this could be a thing was Disney's Take 180 Studios hired me. That was like their web division. They hired me to do a, a video that ended up going viral where Tom Cruise is auditioning for uh, Twilight, uh, the Twilight films, and he auditions for every role in Twilight. Say it out loud. Vampire. I am Mr. Vampire. Isn't that crazy, man? 
that they did that that yeah. I can picture that moment completely that someone's yeah. like, dude, you gotta see this video yeah. of this guy doing Twilight. Let's use right. that on Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um but um I did get paid for that. Not very well because it was like the SAG new media contract, which is shit. <laughs> However, ne- the next video after it uh after it went viral, I negotiated a much higher rate. Not not significantly, but you know, enough that it was worth my time. I was gonna say your yacht looks great that you're on right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, since then it it's been off to the races. Uh corporate work, um, stage work, animation. I just did Animaniacs recently, which was which was fun. A little bit role, but Tom Cruise. So I don't know if this is like asking a magician to show his tricks, yeah. but I am ever fascinated yeah. by hearing impressionists break it down. Okay. Can you sure. do that? Can yeah, you, I can break can it you, down. Yeah. Can you tell us the, the, the pieces that, that make Tom? Yeah. And I, it's funny, um, before I launch into this, I, um, I actually did a video called how to do a Tom Cruise impersonation because I knew that, <laughs> I knew that people like you would be interested in this. Number one, he does pregnant pauses really, really well. Tell me then Simon Bob should, because I'm a little moved by your word is stronger than Oak. Number two, he articulates each and every syllable. Kittredge, you've never seen me. Very upset. Number three, he's an intense human being. Everything he says is laser focused. See this coat I'm wearing? I don't need it anymore. You know why? Because I'm cooked in failure. I had two slices of bad pizza. In the morning, I grew a conscience. I don't watch the internet. That's his answer to you, Alec. Watch the fucking video. Yeah, I don't. I don't watch the internet <laughs> for nine ninety nine. So essentially, um, he's um, he's a very excitable fellow. Number one, he goes from he goes from incredible laughter and, and excitement and joy to to being very serious. Um, so I kind of like almost like babies go from like laughter to crying, laughter to crying, or laughter to serious. It's like he do it on a on a switch, you know. Um, yeah. And the pregnant pauses are a big part of it. Um, Dorothy Boyd, thank you, you know, or, um, uh, oh, I don't know, Alice, maybe it's because you're my wife, you know, when he's smoking pot and eyes wide shut. And he's got like a, he's got like a quiet, a quiet, you know, softness to his voice too. Yeah, Kitchen, you've never seen me very upset. Red light, green light, you know, or. <laughs> and we'll be right back with more of our interview with Evan Ferrante. And now more with Evan. All right, so here we go. Talk about this time. I've 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 read it. I've read your. I've seen your transcript of talking about this story. But let's talk about the time you met him. I've told the story many times, but I'm hoping to make it a little fresh this time. It's not official until it's on meeting Tom Cruise. Yeah. This is the yeah, official. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely official. Yeah. So I think you know I actually just checked uh, the photo when I took it from the Chateau Marmont when I met Tom Cruise. It was 2016 September. Um. I, it, it was a night like any other night. I actually was, I was here, I was listening to one of your podcasts and someone else said that too. Yeah. So, uh, so basically I, I arrived with a bunch of friends in tow, my girlfriend, Donna, my friend, Jimmy Franklin, uh, was a funny character. Uh, and, and I think some, some like Hollywood writers and stuff, but we were having like dessert and some drinks. I, I had gone to the garden of the Chateau many times. I'd seen a bunch of celebrities, never met Tom Cruise, never saw Tom Cruise in my life. I had been impersonating Tom Cruise at that point for about eight years or so, and and it would be a dream come true if I ever met him. So that night, uh, having drinks and dessert, and uh, my friend uh, Matthew Belinsky, who's an attorney in L.A., it's an entertainment attorney, he's having dinner across the way. Because, you know, at the Garden of Chateau, you end up running into people you know. And he call, he beckons me over, 
and I run over to him. I mean, I, I don't know if I ran over to him, but I walked over to him and I, and he says to me, Tom would have ran. <laughs> yeah. Tom would have <laughs> ran. So he, he calls me over and he's like, Evan, I heard a rumor that Cruz is in the building. Just FYI. Okay. And I said, you're really? like the third person to have told us that that's the way these things start. <laughs> it's like, there's a, there's a low a murmur. Just a yeah, murmur. Yeah, yeah. There's cruise, cruise guys, there's cruise coming. There's cruise. And I didn't want to be obvious, but I slowly, you know, turned left and right. Maybe did like a, you know, try to be casual about it. Could not, didn't see him. You know, the place was packed by the way. It was a very busy night. Um, so I was like, okay, that's, that's, that's exciting. Thanks for letting me know. And I go back to my seat. Um, I excused myself to go to the bathroom because I couldn't stop thinking about this. Of course, now the seed is planted and then I still, I still had not seen him yet. So I go to the bathroom. I'm looking everywhere in the lobby, under the bathroom stalls. Maybe he's like, you know, looking for his feet swinging, you know, or maybe he's hanging from the stall. I don't know. So, um, I basically was stalking, trying to find him. I really was yeah, at that point. A little bit. Um, and I, I was maybe two or three drinks in, so I was a little tipsy. And finally head back to my, my seat. I tell, I tell my party that Tom Cruise was here, and he might have left out, of, out the back door, but he's no longer here. And, and they were like, oh, that's a bummer, you know. But then all of a sudden, I feel this energy to my left. I'm not even kidding. I just, I, why would I look to the left? I just look to the left, and he's 10 feet away from me. His back is to me, but I see his profile, you know, laughing this way, laughing that way, you know, <laughs> or <laughs> woo, you know? And, and patting people on the back. He's a big toucher, you know, he touches, he's very manhandles. And the, the table that he was at was filled with like people, actors from Zero Dark 30, actors from The Office. Um, Jeremy Renner was there, a real, a who's who, but a strange gathering. I don't know what they were there to discuss. But they were having a festive dinner. You know, they were there, you know, they had a big table. Um, and I, I, I was like, okay, guys, I got to, I talked to my party. I was like, I got to send, I got to do something here. This is my, the first time I'm meeting him. It's, I got to do something special. And this, this is going to be the most memorable night of my life. And so other than my son being born a month ago, two, three months ago. Sure. But basically I call over the waiter and I say, hey, uh, I do a Tom Cruise impersonation. He immediately did not care at all. <laughs> and I said, I said, I'd like to buy a bottle of champagne for Mr. Cruise over there. Would that be possible? And he, he didn't even let me finish my sentence. He immediately shut me down and said, no, you'll be banned for life and I'll be fired. Like that can never happen. Okay. And he even came close to me to make sure no one even heard our conversation. Like it was oh serious. God. Like, like I always knew the Chateau was pretty care, you know, careful about that stuff and celebrities go there to feel safe yada, yada, yada. But this is like a, a special moment. And I thought maybe they would have done something to, I was going to buy him a bottle of champagne. It was a nice gesture. And I was going to yeah. raise a glass to him. Like, come on, facilitate yeah. that. But no, he wasn't having it. So you're like telling the kid, you're like, Hey man, we've seen this in movies before. Right, right. It's not a big deal. It's worked before. <laughs> yeah. It's worked on camp. Yeah. So, uh, I, again, I was resigned to the fact that I would just be in the same room with him, breathing the same oxygen and that would be it. Okay. My girlfriend, Donna, who is an Israeli girl who grew up in Palestine. Uh, that says a lot about her. She's a fearless, fearless girl, okay? Yeah. She said to me, there is no way in hell you're leaving here tonight without meeting him. <laughs> Good girl. And I said, Donna, Donna, yeah. thank you. You're so sweet. Thank you for, think I know this would mean a lot to me, but it's fine. Like, I'm to I'll see him again some point in the future. Um, and she was like, no, I'm, I'm going to make this happen. And, and I forgot about it. Night goes on. Uh, it's approaching last call. Everyone's filtered out except for Tom and his party and our party. And Tom is now saying his goodbyes to his party and walking out. I kind of give a drunken nod. You know, he doesn't see me, but that, that was that. 
but he's 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 saying you know, he's laughing and he's just this it's amazing energy and it's, it's kind of exactly what i do in my impersonation and now it's just jimmy franklin myself and donna in the in the chateau garden finishing our final drinks and just kind of living in that that moment right in that high um donna excuses herself to go to the bathroom my phone was totally dead but luckily i'd given donna jimmy's phone number so about 10 minutes later, I'm just shooting the shit with Jimmy in the, in the garden. He gets a phone call and he doesn't want to answer it. And I said, oh, just answer it. I didn't know what it was. I was like, just, just answer it. It could be a booty call. He thought it was a solicitor. I was like, it's not a solicitor. It's two in the morning. Answer <laughs> it. He doesn't answer it. Second time they call again. And he now answers. I was like, answer it. And he says to me, Tom Cruise is waiting for you in the lobby. And I said, shut the fuck up. Because this guy messes with me all the time. And he didn't laugh at all. He didn't break a smile. He said to me again, Tom Cruise is waiting for you in the lobby. So I get up out of my chair and I sprint to the lobby, just like in all his movies. I sprint through the lobby of the Chateau, past the, past the concierge, everything. I sprint and he is there with Jeremy Renner and his motorcycle with Donna. Donna's there with him waiting for me. And we do, he does like a slow turn. It all happened in slow motion, cataclysmic reaction, we we fell in love instantly. We said, you complete me. And that was that. It was amazing. And we, we spent about 10 minutes with each other. And he didn't even, like Jeremy Renner was just some like loser in the background. Like he wasn't even, part, he wasn't even part of the equation. It was just laser focused on me. I like to call it the night Tom Cruise met Evan Ferrante. That's what I like to call it. That's what truly happened that night. Makes sense. Okay? Makes sense. I, I got to flip the switch, but that that's the story. Yeah. So Evan, hold on, hold on. There's two big key moments yeah. in here that you're leaving yeah. out. One. Yeah. Okay. Tell me. Oh, tell me about your girl going to do this. Well, what I found out Yeah. 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 What I found out later, like how did she end up captivating him? She's a very beautiful woman, but she also told these incredible stories of her life growing up in Palestine as an Israeli and all the, you know, trials and tribulations of that and, and running through bombs and like crazy, such crazy stories. And he was, uh, according to her, fixated on that. She's, she's definitely responsible for keeping him there waiting for me. Yeah. But he was, he was gracious to wait, waited for me. That's a big deal. You know? She still, that means she had the, she had the gall to just go right up and be like, listen, she, she she's my ambassador of quant. Truly. God, you're truly good. My God, you're good. <laughs> And then the other thing in here that you just left out, yeah. not that you need to touch on the details. No, no please, please. Is Fill in the 10 minutes. Is 10 minutes with the man. Yes. I mean, you just said, you know, went up, I met him, 10 minutes. Whoa. Well, okay, it, it was, it was a lot, honestly, I'm not even kidding. It was a lot of, it's an honor and a privilege to meet you. You know, you know, it's it really, I've been doing this for a long time and I just, I, it's, you know, I, I was, I was a little more articulate than I'm being now, but it was very, it was just pure energy. Like, sure almost like an ayahuasca trip or something like just pure vibrational, like highest frequency of euphoria and orgasm. <laughs> I, I was, I was, ha I was basically having sex with the universe. It was a tantric experience. Okay. <laughs> Did yeah. you do the impression for him? No. So I didn't. So, so that's funny that you said that I didn't do my impression basically because I, I already knew that he was aware of my impression because I had right. one Prior to that, years years before, it's not that he like he's watched all of my videos, but I know he's seen some of them. But he watched one of my videos where I won an impersonation contest on Mario Lopez's extra. So I didn't feel like again I was drunk too, and I'm kind of a perfectionist. Like I didn't really want to launch into it. Um, I just kind of just wanted to meet him, to be honest, and and have yeah, that yeah, yeah. Ex have yeah. that experience. But speaking of that, um, it's it's great that he brought that up. My friend Mar Mar Ross Marquand, sorry from Walking Dead, Ross Marquand. 
I don't know if you're aware of him, but he's a fantastic impersonator. Like he's really one of the best. He's been on all the late night shows and he does hundreds of impressions. Um, he doesn't look like any of these guys. He's just a terrific like voice match for these, for all these individuals. But he said that, and he could tell the story another time if you ever want to talk to him, but he basically said, never do your impersonation for the subject ever. And here's why. And he then told me the story about doing it for Larry David one time. And Larry David, let's just say was not impressed and in front of like 20 people told him that, and it was mortifying, absolutely mortifying. So yes, I don't ever want to do it in front of, I don't ever want to do it. Let's pump the brakes for a second yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Larry Go, David is the most world's <laughs> famous curmudgeon. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally... I, don't, I don't really expect another outcome, but it still hurt. It hurt him deeply, you know? And yeah, I but mean, you're right. Cruz, you're right. Absolutely. I was going to say that's Larry David just doing Larry David. Yeah. Like, that's, 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 that's what you expect is him well, that I, made I everything. Did, Ever since uh, Ben Stiller did did the Mission Impossible, um, John Woo, Tom Cruise body double thing back in MTV yeah, Movie Awards, so that was funny. one that was one of my biggest inspirations. Believe it or not, because I kind of started around then, and that only amplified my impersonation. But at that point, I knew that Tom Cruise was a, was a trooper. He was a real. He just love. He just loves the the energy and the attention and the and people you know doing homages to him and his work. It's just he appreciated what Ben Stiller did, and I think. He probably would appreciate if I did it, but again, two in the morning, drunk. I felt other. I felt it was best just to meet him and be on my way. Can I ask you guys some questions? Can I ask sure, just one, go, one go. just one question? I was actually a little bit intimidated to come on the show because you guys are kind of encyclopedia of not, you really know your your you've done your research. You've done deep mm. dive into Tom Cruise's career, correct? Yeah, yeah. Like you know, like mm. pretty much like Mission Impossible. You're pretty well versed. Oh. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. Please test him on things he will get wrong. I'm not, please, I'm not, no, please, no, please. I'm not. We've I'm, seen every I, movie, so. I'm, yeah, yeah, I know, I know that, but, but, you know, you, like my knowledge of it is, like I enjoy it, but I don't really study everything about it. Maybe Jerry Maguire, I study a little bit more, but, but I'm impressed that you guys have such, um, such great knowledge. Well, that's, awesome. oh, well, that brings up an yeah. interesting question to you then. So Joel and I are doing this because we love him so much and yeah. he was an inspiration to us as children and, awesome. and as we yeah. grew up and became and and I, I i personally would watch his movies over anybody else's films you know like i just love his movies right do you feel the same way or is this just a oh, thing yeah. we're not yeah it would be torturous if i didn't actually enjoy or <laughs> like tom cruise and i was doing this for 15 years however <laughs> i don't i don't have a shrine at home dim i don't worship the man but i do i, I do, do love his movies <laughs> You have a shrine? I for for years we just since I changed my bathroom, but forever there was a, a my wife had this beautiful little like this little dish, and we yeah. had two candles and this book that is written about Tom Cruise. I just have oh, right wow. there, and that's where every day it. when I pooped, pooped okay. and peed, there he was. Can I ask one thing about your meeting with Tom? Oh yeah, Tom, tell me. Was there anything you regretted not saying or that you said afterwards? I wish. Oh, did you just nail it? I mean. The fact that it just happened that I met him after the buildup and, and being disappointed that I wasn't going to meet him was really everything. And I, I really didn't go to sleep that night. That was or since I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> but since then, I mean, that, that night was so exciting for me. And I, I, I also was the, for the first time ever going on social media, this was like 2016, but I was actually talking to all of my friends and fans being like, this is happening in the moment. And mm. they were, they were egging me on and, and excited for me. So it was really this wonderful night of, you know, that I was living. I want the truth. 
And as we come to the end of another show, I want to bring up a question that many of our guests have asked us. Many people have asked us, people who pass us on the street, who who know the show. Thanks for listening. The answer is no. I do not wear underwear. And we're done. Jesus Christ. I can't even. My oh, God. go ahead. Sorry. People are talking. People ask us questions. If we meet Tom Cruise, is that the end of the show? The answer is no, because we're actually here for the money. We're not here. To, <laughs> is that is that not the right answer? I was I was gonna say it would be the end of Jeff Meacham as you know him. Yeah, I might just evaporate. Like I might just. It, it's like in a. Did you ever see that Time Cop movie with Jean Claude Van Damme? When when if you found out if the hey, old guys, version of fifteen your... seconds to mention Jean Claude Van Damme, who had fifteen seconds? <laughs> oh, who had the over and under of fifteen seconds? <laughs> had the over and under at twelve. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Go on, <laughs> JCVD. In that movie, thirty seconds till he says the movie Cobra. <laughs> Oh, oh shit! Now I can't mention it because you said it. In that movie, if your if your future self touches your past self, you mm-hmm. turn into a giant blob. So that's what would happen to me: is I would just become this giant blob, probably because I would eat myself into oblivion. Ah, man, I'm not sure. Yeah. What was the yeah. question? I, I, <laughs> what happens to our show if we meet Tom Cruise next week? If he calls in, he goes, "Let's do this, guys." Look, look, I've been I've been dreaming about this, Joel. I've been dream I have daydreams and nighttime I, dreams I, all I, the time. I clearly had a dream about it. We spoke on air about it. Exactly. And to me, I would say to him, "We can't do this right now. We're not ready for you yet." And I would give him I would say to him, "No, you have to call back later." And then people would be like, "Why would you do that?" I'd be like, "I just had a full dream that we got invited to the football party." This yeah. is a, this is yeah. I dreamt this last night. We got invited to the football party. He was there, and we told him to leave because we we're like we're not ready for you. Joel and I need to meet you in space. Oh oh oh! You mean you mean the the the, the Kimmel, the cousin Sal, the yeah, cousin the Sal part. and Kimmel. Oh yeah. Oh dude, that, I want in on that. I want in on yeah. that. Yeah, the show wouldn't end, right? Um, no, no, but it might become. You know, um, I need a four hour dinner with him. All right then. Meeting Tom Cruise is hosted by Jeff Meacham, Joel Johnstone, and me, Alec Lev. I need us to have an evening. We need to block out a weekend, maybe rent a cabin, and that's maybe we rent the cabin that he's trying to sell in Colorado right now for $65 million. Have you seen this yet, Joel? It's also produced by the same Alec Lev. Our executive producers are Doug Matica and Dan Patrick. Yeah, we can wait, let's start a GoFundMe. Let's that'll be our in. We'll start a GoFundMe to buy it. That's it, Joel! Our engineer and mixer is Alex Reeves for Point of Blue Studios. I'm not even kidding. Right now, I am I'm starting a GoFundMe for us to buy his Colorado chalet. Editing by Alec Lev with additional editing by Alex Reeves. We don't need 65 million. What do you need for a down payment for 65 million? Bucks. Our music is by H. Scott Salinas and Matthew Atticus Berger. Artwork by Rebecca Montoya. We just need a down payment. We'll back out. We'll go into escrow and we'll back out. We'll meet him. We'll be like, we want to meet the owner. We're not going to buy. Like, this is a serious offer. Here's 300 bucks. Down payment. Executive produced by Paul Anderson and Nick Pinella for Workhouse Media. This is the best idea you have ever had before. We are going to start a GoFundMe. I'm an idea man. I'm an idea man. That's what I do. We are a production of Meeting So-and-So in association with Workhouse Media. You are an idea, man. A GoFundMe for the down payment to the Colorado house, which I believe, what's the price, Alex? 65 mil? I'm reading the credits. Stop bothering me. Find us online at Meeting Cruise on Instagram and Twitter. Check out our website and show notes at meetingtomcruise.com. And you can email us at contact at meetingtomcruise.com. And what's 10%? And what do you need? Well, nowadays you need 20%. So what's 10%? So you need 6 million. So you need 12 million. So we need to, we need to go fund me $12 million. Oh, is it that much? 
It's a lot. That's a big GoFundMe. I'm going to be honest. That's a big GoFundMe. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating. Five stars are much appreciated. And write a review. It really helps people to find the show, and we just might read it on the air. Meeting Tom Cruise was created by Jeff Meacham and Alec Lev. Well, guys, it's up to you. You know, balls in your court. Do you want us to meet him? Because we need we need about $12 million. Bring it on. Meeting Tom Cruise is a production of the Dan Patrick Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast will self-destruct in five seconds.